Hey guys, hope you are having a great day. Hope you've had a great day. Uh, we're going to get into the Word of God today. Uh, we are in our... Let's try something. Something looks weird. We're in our day 15 of our reading, our Christmas Advent reading. Today we are in Isaiah chapter 9, and we're going to be reading verses 2 through 7. Uh, again, one of those familiar passages, if you've been in the Word or been in the church uh, much at all, and uh, this would be one uh, where it's predicting uh, that of the coming Messiah. Uh, but again, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. And today, uh, it is the child born to be the king. The child born to be the king. So here we go. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. They shall multiply the nation. They shall increase their gladness. They will be glad in thy presence as with the gladness of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou shalt break the yoke of their burden and the staff on their shoulders and the rod of their oppressor as at the battle of uh, Midian. For every boot of the booted warrior, this is verse five of Isaiah nine, Every boot of the booted warrior in the battle tumult and cloak rolled in blood will be for burning fuel for the fire. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace, there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. I love that part. The zeal of the Lord of the host will accomplish this. So that's our reading. We're in Isaiah 9 verses 2 through 7. And again, the title for our reading is The Child Born to be the king, the light of hope. This is such an exciting and beautiful prophecy, and it makes even more meaningful, and it's even more meaningful when we realize that, that it was given 700 years, give or take, before Jesus. Yet, when you read over this, you just can't help but think of him. This is another one of those passages that we read every year at this time, and it gives us hope. But think about the hope that it would have given to the Jewish people all those years ago before Christ. As you look at this passage, you can see that God is sending a rescuer, a deliverer. It is easy to see how the Jews would have been so surprised by the way Jesus lived on earth. It would be hard for them to see him as their Messiah since he didn't fit the picture of the conquering warrior. The history of the Jews had been very dark. Even after they came back into their land, it seemed like they could not catch a break. One nation after another seemed to oppress them. They needed someone to set them free. The next one is no mere human would do. When we look at this passage, there is so much going on. First off, the focus is on a child. Isn't that interesting? This should let us know that something really unique is going to happen. The answer, um, the answer that they are looking for is going to come in the form of a baby boy. Next, look at those titles, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, 
Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. These aren't titles that you would give to just any military leader. The Jews stood apart from the rest of the world at that time because they believed that there was only one true God, the God who created the universe. And it was blasphemy to worship any other God. If we tie these ideals together, um, we can realize that even in their own holy scriptures, God has given the Jews serious hints pointing to the incarnation. This is a prophecy that talks about a child to be born who would be called God. Now, hindsight is twenty twenty. When we read through this using the New Testament as our lens, we have the whole picture in view. Whereas when they read this, when they read this during the Old Testament time period, they only had glimpses of what God was going to do. God indeed was sending them a king, but he wouldn't be like any other king. He would bring light to the darkness. He would bring joy. He would bring freedom. Notice that he would bring freedom. He would be the best king ever because he would bring justice and would rule in righteousness. And when we read between the lines, we can see that this can't just be a military leader. He would have to be so much more than that. And now we reflect. As we look towards the birth of Jesus, we can't just think about him as a baby in a manger. We have to remember that this is the most unique birth in all of human history. The baby in that manger is not just a human being. He is God in flesh. God taken on the form of a human being. He is the king that's capitalized, king of all kings. And he has come to be the light in the darkness. The darkness that Jesus came into was much more than that. The darkness that Jesus came into was much more than a military and a political oppression. It was the darkness of sin. He came not to set the Jews free from Rome, but he came to set the world free from our slavery to sin. Say it again. He came not to set the Jews free from Rome, but he came to set the world free from our slavery to sin. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So I hope you've enjoyed today, day 15, a familiar passage, Isaiah, that Isaiah chapter 9 passage. And guys, listen, you ready? Let's get in the Word of God every day, not just this month, but man, be in the Word every day, learning more about who our Savior is. So that you ready? So every day will be a day of worship. Every day is a day of celebration. And when day 25 comes, it won't be just, it, it'll be a day that we have already been celebrating, but we'll continue to celebrate the coming of the King. Hope you all have a good night. See ya.